coffee after COVID. I'm Morgan Eisen coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. This is Jackie Leibowitz coming to you from Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Diana Kovicio coming live from South Africa. Robert Klein coming from Colorado. Welcome everyone back to Coffee After COVID for yet another episode of listening to us ramble on and on completely off topic. Woohoo! So fun! Uh, we just want to thank all of you first off for coming back and joining us yet again. Or if this is your first time, welcome to Coffee After COVID where we, we literally just uh, we randomize a topic and kind of talk about it. Now, I will say these topics are still from a list that we did make, so it's not like we're completely unaware, but last I checked, the potential topic list was still well over 100. Oh, yeah. For sure. 127 to be exact. 127. And it's still always growing. I don't think we will ever catch up. (laughs) Definitely 127 and counting. I think going to keep on going. And going, and going, and going. Our it's first reference of today. It goes on and on, my friend. And people <laughs> started goes There were so many things that just happened. And this I sang. Surrounded by every time we record an episode. Well, I sang <laughs> from Baby. What are you all singing from? Anytime Mine that we was... do anything. We end up going on these random, like, la, 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 la. Oh, wait, where were we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that is basically coffee after COVID. Um, Here's the time. It, and on that note, should we start? Should we pick a topic? Ooh, sure, why not? Let's do this. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to say something. Please. Okay. Just pause. Grieve for me. <gasps> <sighs> Guys, we're really excited. We need reminders to breathe. Yes. yes. Um, so basically, uh, for the newcomers, uh, Coffee After COVID is basically three Americans, one South African, coming together and talking nonsense. And just having a cup of coffee. What's Maybe that's why we're so... Nonsense. That's why we're so hyper, huh? A little bit. A little bit too much coffee. Sorry, everybody. Sometimes we're talking nonsense. Sometimes we actually have some, like, really insightful things to say. But the concept basically was... Sometimes 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 we cry. It's fun. Yes. Yes, we do. Sometimes we do. Never Robert. Never Robert. We're always grabbing coffee together and having a good chat. So, shall we get to it? Let's do it. Let's pick a topic. Stand by drum roll. Standing drum roll. Go. Down cue. Go. And the topic we're doing today is. 
Muggle jobs. Ooh, oh, Muggle jobs. So are you um, calling us Muggles? I am. Stage managers are all magic, so it doesn't matter. Um, exactly. <laughs> I mean, technically, those of us in America are no magics, but I digress. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you that don't use that term a lot, for uh, since all of us work in theater, oftentimes a job that we will have on the side or between gigs or various other things is often called a muggle job or sometimes survival job. I've heard it called that too. Or, or a side hustle. Side hustle. Isn't Harry Potter. Yes, it is a Harry Potter reference. Obviously. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and start with Morgan. Of course we start with me. Hello, everyone. Hi, Morgan. Morgan. Hello, Morgan. Guten Morgen. And you said you couldn't do voices last week, Robert. Nine. What a liar. Nine. I'm so sorry for those who did not listen to last week and are very confused as to what is happening right now. But anyway. I did listen to last week and I'm still confused as to what's going on right now. <laughs> I, I'm a co-host and I still don't know. I'm so confused. So, I mean. And on that note, Morgan, would you yes. like to tell us about your muggle jobs? Oh boy, um, I, we might be here for a little while, so you might want to sit down and get comfortable. Um, I have had plenty of muggle jobs. Um, I kind of have done a lot of things. <laughs> um, sorry, there's some stuff going on on my screen right now. My uh, co-hosts that love to make us laugh while we're talking and give us distractions. <laughs> um, we're just anyhow, dancing a little bit, it's fine. I've had a lot of just a little bit um some muggle jobs i've i've had a lot of them i'm probably even gonna forget them so i'm sorry to any employers that i have had that i have left off um i have worked on political campaigns i have worked in government offices i have worked all sorts of like desk jobby type things um i have done nannying i've done babysitting i have taught both children and seniors. I um, actually was going to become a teacher for quite a while. Oh boy, I've, I feel like I've done like so many other things that I'm like not even thinking of, but I have a lot of like little side things that I do that I keep myself busy with. Um, some of them overlap with each other, some of them don't, but they have been a fun distraction and given me a lot of life experience that I sometimes have been able to shift into my stage management job because it gives me a wealth of knowledge. Um, but, oh, oh, I'm just going to say my co-hosts are a little crazy. That's, that's where we're going to leave that. I apologize. Um, and we have, fun making, <laughs> we have fun making fun of each other because we're all friends and that's what people do. <laughs> um, just so, yeah, I mean, oh, man. Would you say that you had... I see Dion was trying to say something, but it didn't come through to my end. 
I said, just friends. I thought we're family. Oh my god. Well, well we are. What? <laughs> but, and uh, family anyway. does make fun of each other. We are a family like a giant tree. Uh, Everyone, that is number two. <laughs> number two musical theater reference of the episode. Ding. Uh, so, but jumping back, would you say that those jobs were, like, were they transitional jobs between gigs? Were you more, like, trying to uh, almost consistently split your time? Or what were you actually, like, more information than just what the job was? I mean, I think it's been some of each. Um, I started working on political campaigns and then ended up getting involved in uh, local government at a fairly young age. Um, I've been doing that for, let's see, that was uh, 20 years now. So I think that's sort of been a, a nice stronghold on things. Um, I started working on campaign elections. Um, when I was, was not political at all. Yes, when I was nine. Um, actually, I think I was ten. I think I had just turned ten. It was right after my tenth birthday. That or is something young. like that. That's um, very young. It is. A family friend of ours was getting into it and was sort of like, "Hey, we, you know, would you guys like to get involved?" And my mom very hesitantly was like, "What can I do to help?" Um, and when she got involved, I was like. Sure, that sounds interesting. So I kind of jumped both feet in, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I met some really great people. I was the only person that was that young. So I made a lot of connections with people who were older than me um, and continued doing it because it, I noticed how much of, of a change it really can make being one person. Because beforehand, I was like, oh, what can one little person do? Plus, I'm a kid. I can't even vote. You know, how important is this really going to be? And I saw how much of a change and I saw how to tell between like the good people and the bad people and the people who are just going to like lie to your face and other people who will like really have a pure and genuine heart and like have everyone's best interest in mind. So I really got to learn like my uh, former boss used to say that you can learn the difference between an elected official and a politician because there really is a huge difference. Ooh, yeah. um, and he became a really good mentor for me, not just in political things, but just generally in life. Very wise soul um, who is very missed. He passed away a little over a year ago, um, fairly suddenly. But I was very lucky to have him as a mentor for so long. And I think that's part of why I stayed in it, because I really did see all the good that can happen. And then I started working in local government and people would call us with their problems. And, you know, sometimes people joke around that, you know, elected officials' offices are kind of like the complaint department. People call with all their problems. But it really was interesting to see, like, how many people, like, help and what, like, changes I can make. And if I can make someone's day by saying, of course I can help you with that problem. And, you know, connecting them with the right people because they just had no idea who to call. Who to, I mean, a tree fell down on their car in front of their house or they thought a tree was going to fall in the next storm and were scared it was going to fall on their house. Well, let me help you with that. So things like that. I mean, I could see how much the office really could help people and how it wasn't about, you know, 
the conservative and the liberals and the this and the fighting. It's not about any of that fighting. It's about the people who live in your area and actually helping them with anything they need. So I think some of that has helped me with my stage management stuff because I look at it as like problem solving. I was able to problem solve for these people and learn that we have all of these resources that most people don't even know exist. And I've had a couple shows that I've been able to go, you know, back to people who currently are working in offices and go, well, can you help me with this research? Or like, can you put me in contact with somebody at this organization and then have someone from that organization that is connected to the concept of the show come and speak to us or give us some literature or like put us in, you know, touch with like one of them was like a show about like veterans and like World War II and like Vietnam and you know, they were able to put us in touch with a, a veteran organization and for us to talk to them about their experiences. And it was a really great resource for me to be able to con connect those dots. Um, same thing with like me teaching. I, you know, I love helping people. I love helping, you know, people learn. Um, I've worked anywhere from really little kids, you know, worked with, I think our youngest was like four um, that we taught in the program. Um, so I did like up to eighth grade. Um, so like kids that were going into ninth grade because some of it was summer programs, some of it was during the school. And then I worked with seniors and it really is the difference of trying to not only communicate and working on my communication skills, but like watching these people grow. And I had wanted to potentially be a teacher for a little while. So I took that very seriously. Um, and I think in some ways that has also kind of helped with me being stage manager because you're controlling the classroom, you're controlling an environment and you're helping people do their best work and get the best out of them and, you know, get your points across and you can stay calm. And so it's about leadership. So I, I think those things have sort of helped me connect and I have done them. I mean, oh boy, I don't even know when I started teaching. I was pretty little. Um, I was running, you know, classes and stuff when I was in junior high school, but I started like teaching, teaching when I was in high school and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I took it very seriously and teaching everything from, you know, just like little kids to, you know, at helping with homeworks and stuff to running orchestras and bands and teaching beginner students and, you know, stuff, uh, doing home lessons and, you know, one-on-one -on -one tutoring for people who are having trouble with stuff. Um, I also, this is something I don't think I brought up on our last episode. Um, apparently, I am known for having this hidden talent that I did not even know of uh, knowing what instrument musicians should play before the, like they do it or like looking at someone and being like, wow, you are totally a trumpet player. That's so cool. So that is actually yeah, really, really so cool to I, like, that working with kids. It's, and like, I don't even, I can't even really explain it. I'm just like, oh yeah, of course. Of course you're a drummer. Like, that makes sense. So when you go and you're working with a child who's having a really hard trouble with like a reed instrument, like a clarinet, and I'm like, well, maybe you would do a little bit better with a French horn. And then you kind of work them through the difference between a clarinet and a French horn mouthpiece, and then how to do your breath support different for a clarinet and a French horn and then kind of watch them bridge that gap and find their little niche. So Where? I was doing a lot of that. And also my theory with things, 
was music changed my life when I was a little kid. It just, it gave me a means of expression. It gave me an outlet. It was wonderful for me. So um, if I can change someone, even one person's life, the way that my music teachers changed my life, I'm good with that. Like I only need to change one person's life to really have that effect. And I'm happy to do that. So seeing things like that, that's very rewarding, but it also know that you're helping somebody out with the path of their life. And even if they don't end up doing that, because a lot of people give up music after like high school or, you know, their required band or orchestra classes, at least I give them that like happiness for the time being. Again, Where? I'm going to, like, make you guys all cry and get all <laughs> sappy and sentimental. Damn. Where were I you when I... on this podcast. Where were you when I was dying to learn how to play the flute and couldn't learn, so I had to switch to clarinet? Yeah. I, I, mean, I really I needed you back then. I will still teach you flute. I will I could, very happily still teach you flute. I couldn't make the sound of, into a flute when I was in third grade, fourth grade, and... Because it's so difficult we'll for a little day. kid. I will bring my flute. It Technically, is. I have my sister's but flute here, so I have a All flute. Right, then we're doing this, guys. You're hearing it. We will get <laughs> our flutes together, and we will we will teach Jackie how to play the flute, and maybe in an upcoming episode, we will have her play like a little song for you guys. Maybe. I would like we'll to we can make put- this happen. I would like to put it out there. I have never been good at instruments. My middle school band teacher came up to me in high school and said, would you play clarinet on this trip? And I said, I, I, I never was like all that great at, at playing clarinet. And he goes, oh yeah, you always did suck. And when I was younger, I used to say I'm in band, not chorus for a reason. So you're my opposite. You were, you know, you use your yep. voice. I use any instrument I can get my hands on. Exactly. Although, because I know eventually somebody is going to ask, I did start on piano, I did start on flute, I started at a very young age, Um, I was self-taught, I watched my uh, older sister get piano lessons, I would sit on the stairs, watch her, and then after the teacher would leave, I would run down the stairs, wait for everybody to leave, go sit at the piano and teach myself what my sister was just taught in her lesson. So... I kind of just naturally have that affinity for music. It just made sense to me more than any other language ever have. Um, so I, I have started collecting instruments that I play, but um, mainly I am a saxophonist. So that is my, I know somebody who is listening is going to end up asking. Um, <laughs> I was a saxophonist mainly for many, many years. And then by the time I actually went to college for music, um, I was doubling on bassoon and saxophone. So putting that That's out there for our listeners because cool. I know people are going to ask. That is so cool. Yeah. And Being I'll, a female also, bassoon player is very rare. That's true. I also want to shout out um, <laughs> to our listeners who don't get to see us that before we started recording, Robert just sat here it's serenading yeah. us on a mandolin that he just learned. He like picked it up and learned it and is just like playing for us, just, just cause, just scoring our little conversation. I'm saying I was just jamming underneath everything yep. quietly. It was Which so is cool. Very so. Appreciated because music is awesome. One day and we'll have to have him. Instruments is awesome. We'll have him record it and use that as our underneath 
score oh, for the episode. <laughs> about music, can I just... Say something on it. But, again, I just say that I took two lessons of drums and then the teacher kicked me out. Because <laughs> I... <gasps> no! I got aggressive, so I kind of hit through the drum. You hit three. You, you broke the drum. You broke the head. You Usually, the drums skin. are good for aggression. That's that's. Jeez. I do still have my drumsticks though, but um, I think one of them has. Okay, we get you a drum pad. You can't break those. We'll get you a yeah. drum pad. Those are the little things that they gave all of the fourth grade uh, percussion players because they didn't want any of them. They wanted to make sure that they knew that they wanted to play before they gave them an actual drum set. So you have a line of percussion players that all had the little drum pads. And by the end of the year, like half of them had decided not to go through with it. It was great. Yeah. They're also great for home practice because they don't give everyone around you migraines. Exactly. And now that we have gotten off topic. What? And we've gone through a whole long history of my rant. I warned you guys it was going to be long, and I didn't even guess all of them. (laughs) We never go off topic, Jack. I don't know what you're talking about. We always stay on topic. We are so perfectly on topic. Not even funny. Sure. With that in mind, (laughs) I say that. So. Well, I went first. Should we make Dion go second? I like what that idea. What about you, Dion? What about your muggle jobs? What are your, like, side jobs and stuff? So, to be honest, I've actually never had a side job once I started working in theater. Uh, wow. Wow. I jumped from gig to gig. I never had an outside non-theater job. Except before I started theater, when I was in school... I was the pizza king. Literally. Pizza king. We uh, need to know elaborate. More. I worked when I was I was about fifteen. So I started interning at like one of the pizza shops as a cashier. Obviously they couldn't pay me because you know you can't work below eighteen, blah blah. Um and then I kind of just like continued with this and then very close so I m- applied for another position, another pizza shop and then I was about 16 and then I kind of became st- assistant store manager, left there, went to another pizza shop, was um, shift manager, left there, went to another pizza shop, became assistant manager, then manager. I literally, I'm going to use this word. Um, so I'm going to like hash it out, beep it out. I literally was the beep of pizza places. Literally. I went through nine pizza places that I worked at during high school. I can you were the pizza place harlot. Pizza place harlot. <laughs> I can though, in my defense, I can make any pizza and I can wood fire it. Oven bake it. I can add the toppings. I, yep. So Dion, when you come to New York, you have to prove this to us and make us all pizza. Seriously, I love wood-fired pizzas. So we're making this happen. Well, I should say when you come to New York and whenever I get to New York, we'll we'll make this happen. Our goal is to all be in one room together. So this is happening. 
It's gonna happen one day. But I will definitely eventually. Well, day, my friends will come. Ding. Reference number three. <laughs> Wait, we're only at three? I feel like there's so many more. I mean, technically we had three different references at the same time in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. You feel me. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I actually have never done a... No, I've never done a side hustle doing theater. I've always done show to show. I think now doing COVID was the first time I actually went like, Oh, I should probably look for another job. Um, Which is so easy during COVID. Yeah, it's oh, so easy. Yeah. Like, Those people who say, just go find another job. Um, oh, man. Yeah, what? go get a real job. That's my favorite. Go get a real job. I, I have two degrees mm-hmm. that I paid a lot of money for to be just pieces of paper. I'd really rather, you know, use them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe, guys, when Dion comes to New York, we can make him the pizza king of New York. Newsies reference. I'm the king of New York. (laughs) King four slash seven. Yes. (laughs) We're at fractions. It's fine. No, I was... was, Back to the pizza king of New York. I was legit. I've named myself that because I went... I literally went through every single pizza shop that existed in Somerset West. And okay, I I have a real question though. So in South Africa, this is gonna sound like it's off topic, but it's not. Do you have the crowns at, at with Burger King? Yes, we do. You do. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. We need to make you one of those, but with pizza. So a pizza crown for Pizza King. Don't worry, this will happen. I. We'll have to find a picture to post on social media. I will share this with all of you. I had a dog that we referred to as the princess, and I definitely did not make her a crown when I was practicing making props at all. I will be sending Dion a care package, so maybe that'll be in there. Who knows? We might need to make him a crown. I'm actually trying. I mean, obviously now I've got, well, it's, also theater related but um lecturing so that's kind of a bit it's it's i'm lecturing stage management but that counts i think it counts it's teaching that is i was music and theater director i was teaching both music and theater among other things so teaching counts so then that's my side hustle at the moment is teaching but that's it i've never actually had a (gasps) wait no I forgot, in school, I also worked at a bolting shop. I made sausage rolls outside. So uh, many food jobs. Wait, where's another place where it was? Uh, well, also, though, I'm not sure if you can count that as a side hustle while in school, per se. Not really, but I also worked at a Chinese takeaway shop. That was very difficult. I only worked there one day because um, of the language difference, unfortunately. Um, but did not... Yeah. I'm picturing you being like, all right, one day I tried it. Bye. Yeah. Being like, nope, I'm out. Peace out. With that, actually. So we went to eat sushi at this place. And then this girl was bringing the stuff and she was like struggling. So I got up to help her. And then, like, you work here. You come tomorrow. You start. I'm like, okay. 
So then I went for my shift the next day and I clocked in and it was like, apologies to any Asian listeners. I'm not trying to offend you. Um, abundance of Africa, for Asian culture, for English is not so well. Um, but it basically went like this. I got to my shift and was like, you order that table. You come, tell me. I'm like, okay. So I'm doing this now. And I go and I'm like, what? Good evening to, I can't remember my place. How, uh, what would you like to have? Being professional. <clears throat> and they obviously ordered sushi and I wrote it down and then I gave it in to the kitchen. And then this woman came out and she like starts screaming at me and she's like, no, you not do this. You do this. No, no, no. You go. And I'm like, me go. She's like, yes, you go. And I'm like, me out. Bye. So I, I placed like two orders and then I was fired slash quitted at the same time. I don't know. It was language different. I don't know if she... What a job. What I, a job. I don't know if she meant like I need to go like to the back or to like the bathroom. But I just like left because I was like... You yeah. went. I'm done. So, I mean... And you lived to tell the tale. I did, unfortunately. But, yeah, that's about it of my other jobs, unfortunately. So I did disappoint, but... I don't know. I've never... Yeah, once I start fit, I've always been in fit. And even though when I freelance, there were months where I didn't go without work, I would still, like, stick in theater. Unfortunately. Makes sense. So, I mean, so that's my life story of Muggle Job. Let's move on to... Mm. Mm. Eenie. Miney. Mm. 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 Jackie. Ah, okay. Jackie! So... Oh, Muggle Jobs. So, I didn't really work... Um, in high school because I was constantly being shuffled between dance class here and leadership conference here and there were so many things going on that I just did not have even a prayer of having time to have a job. So in high school I didn't work um, which meant my first real job uh, wasn't until the summer after my freshman year of college when I started working at my old day camp, which I went to as a kid for uh, six years and then, or seven years actually. Uh, and I absolutely adored it. It was so much fun when I was a kid. I really loved it. I learned to swim there. I did my first show there. I was in Fiddler on the Roof when I was nine years old with a eyeliner Beard. Oh, there's the phone, of course. There's the phone! And then the phone strikes again! And the um, episode is now complete. That that would be... It's the other phone, Dad. That would be my sister on the phone. Hold on, one second. Well, while Jackie does that, I will say, I don't know... I, know, I was thinking about this when Dion was talking, but I guess here in America versus there, it's very different when you're allowed to start working because we have like working papers here. So we're allowed to start working pretty early and then we can work like more hours as we get older. 
And it is actually very typical for us to be able to have um, summer camps and stuff as our first jobs when we are younger. Okay, so I'm transitioning back, back to I'm Jackie. Sorry. I'm so sorry. To Jackie. Transitions. Blame my sister, and guys. She called. Transitions, not Darn it, Jackie's sister. We covered that already. Jackie's sister. This is Robert. Not- add another one to the list. Blaming Jackie's Ding! Five. <laughs> okay. So, aside from Iris calling. Um, so, worked at, um, got this job at the camp that I loved. Hold on. And we have a sister's name now? Oh, yes, Iris. <gasps> Hi, Iris. We don't know you, but you are always on our episodes. And thank you for being a cop. Yes, all the way from Texas. So we have another time zone. Dion's very excited about that. Okay. I can't do any more time zones, please. Okay, continue. I'm out. Okay. So um, I got this job at camp um, and I said, okay, great. Originally, they hired me to work on their uh, video station where it was like a little program where we would use a camcorder to kind of film the kids and they'd make their own little movie and then show it and it was just fun. Then they decided, okay, we're getting rid of that and we're going to replace it with science. So they hired someone else to work science and said, Jackie, you are going to move to arts and crafts. Okay. Fine by me. I get that. You want to get some more enrichment during the summer. And the new science guy is fantastic. So cool. That's great. I'm going to go work at arts and crafts as an assistant. When I was a kid, I was in their arts group, which was a way of saying that we never did any sports and we had arts and crafts every single day. Thank God, because I am, I, I don't sports, as I say. You don't sports. sports. Okay. Uh, Jackie, I heard that you were like the most athletic person ever, though. Nope. Like, so I, good like all the sports. Nope. Sports none, ball. No, the only sport I ever played legitimately besides dancing was bowling as a small child. That's a sports so, ball. Yes, but with bumpers, it barely counts. Where she? Oh, yes, yeah, she did. I try. I forgot that. I miss you, so, I did dancing. Sorry. <sighs> so. Back to it. I was working it. I got a job at Arts and Crafts. Great. Going to be an assistant. There are like four assistants. It was working with the uh, woman that I grew up with doing Arts and Crafts with. First week is great. I burn myself on the hot glue gun. I constantly do all the things you expect. Successful first week. Um, But they made me a deal and they said, okay, you can, uh, during your off period, go down to drama and assist down there. Because you go to school for theater, you did all the shows here, you get it. Okay, cool. I made a friend who was already the assistant because he was hired before I was. Totally fine. Um, but the director, she'd been working there a couple years. Made sense. I get there the next week. Um, my bus is a little late. I was also a bus counselor. I had... 20 kids on my bus and then by bus counselor you mean chaperone basically no other adults me and 20 kids i learned they counted you as an adult when i was 19 yes they did so uh i learned that four-year-olds can really scream for an hour and a half with no stops i learned that they have lung use and vocal stamina that you lose as an adult it's unfair oh yeah that's true 
my so I, I energy I was... is wasted on the young, and so are naps. <laughs> I well, nap. I still nap. I do. Sleep is for the weak. She's two, two and a half years old, but she has a demon scream, and we actually call it the demon scream. It's this voice that comes out of his little body, but I don't know where it comes from. I'm pretty sure it's how that opens up and like embraces her, and it's just his voice coming out. I love you, Danielle, when you listen to this when you're like much older. Just <laughs> love you, but dear Lord, child, I don't know where you got that scream from. Okay, so back to the story. Um, my bus was late coming in that day, which sometimes happened, but I thought I was getting called down to the office because I was in trouble for that. Um, turns out the drama director had a panic attack and quit. So... They said, hey, Jackie, you go to school for theater. You know how to do the shows here. Um, here's your assistant. Here is a $500 pay raise. And you're the director. Go. I had never directed in my life. <laughs> Suddenly, I had two shows to direct, The Wizard of Oz and a Disney review, which were already cast and picked out for me because they had done that the first week. And I kind of sat on the side and watched, but I was not planning to do this all myself. So suddenly, it is me and the assistant, Jared, uh, who is a year younger than me. So an 18 and a 19-year-old that, like, don't really know what we're doing. But okay. <sighs> Here we go. We directed all summer. We did really well. They loved us. We came back the next summer. And it wound up being, like, my first, like, real job with a paycheck and everything. Um, Jared wound up becoming one of my best friends and later on a roommate when he transferred to my school. And it was, it was quite a time. Um, but besides that, that was the only, like, real job outside of theater, I guess, that I had. Because other than that, I mean, I volunteered at uh, uh, this leadership conference and I've and I've babysat. Oh my God, have I babysat? Um, <laughs> I went back to that leadership conference this past summer to babysit. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. But when you are spending all day with the little, little kids, you want to just sleep for a week. Uh, <laughs> there's so, phrase you wanted to I, use or was there something else you wanted to use? What was that, Dion? Was that your actual phrase that you wanted to use there? Or did you want to say something else? No, that, that, that phrase works for now. Okay. I was just going to say, I second I that. Because working now. with children, yes. For now. Ding! <laughs> See, and I had one I couldn't say because I didn't want to interrupt her. And I was like, suddenly Jackie's running your theater. Ding! <laughs> Seven. And I did little shop at that camp when I was a little kid, actually. When I was Yay. 10 years old. So, good time. I apologize, everyone. I have no voice, and my singing <laughs> is not wonderful today. Um, I was going to say that, uh, other than that, my other jobs have all somewhat revolved around theater. I worked um, internships, and I worked concessions, and I've done box office during... Um, grad school, I had three jobs working house managing one theater, box office, and concessions at another. So it was quite a time, but 
other than that and trying to do my theater jobs it has been quite the life of muggle jobs <laughs> which have been leading themselves to theater jobs I think that makes sense, right? Yeah. Perfect sense. Does that mean it's time for you to talk, Robert? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I guess part of it, I did the whole, like, uh, I worked for my university uh, immediately after not being a student anymore, which was also really fun because uh, just on my ID, rather than give me a new one, they just gave me faculty staff privileges on my student ID, which confused lots of people, but then I still got student discounts while also still having faculty staff access. So that was fun. Um, but uh, so I was freelancing a lot, but I would come back and I worked out a really nice deal with the university that I was working for that I was able to, as long as I gave enough notice, basically freelance as I wanted which is really nice, but that I was still kind of theater related because it was for the School of Music and occasionally over in the theater department as well, helping run and maintain their venues. But outside of that, um, I was actually a professional carpenter in a wood shop. Uh, we made wooden framed storm windows and like French doors, uh, all custom work. It was actually kind of fun. I would just get to go into the shop and if anyone works in the shop, they will hate this part, but I would go in early by myself and just have the shop to myself for three, four hours in the morning with lots of power tools and things that could, you know, injure me. Um, luckily, I never had any injury while people... Yes, Rain. Sorry, there's a cat. We just heard his door open <laughs> as the cat wandered in. Amazing. We have sisters calling and cats bursting in. Today is quite the episode. I'm guessing it means that no one is giving her any attention, and so she had to come and heard a voice. That's okay. Uh, We like animal co-hosts. We're good with this. So, but um, so I was a carpenter. I uh, I also worked as a valet for a hotel which if I was there was actually really good money. Um, also I, I got like to drive a lot of really nice cars. That doesn't surprise me. I can just see you driving as a valet, like chilling behind the wheel. I mean, our parking structure was really close to our hotel, but it was really nice because they handed you money to drive their car like 50 feet. Uh, well, and then in the garage and park it and everything. But good all gig. I'll, I'll fall. Did you get to drive any, like, really awesome cars? Oh, wait, yeah. I mean, the cars that I drove were definitely cars I could never, ever even dream of affording most times. I shouldn't say most times, some of the time. Uh, during, like, especially so, like, football games, when you get all of those rich donors and our hotel happened to be very close to the stadium... So you always wanted to work game day, even though you would hate yourself by the end of it. But uh, game day and morning after game day were always good days to work. Uh, had had uh, regulars that would come in and they would know you and they just hand you their keys and like a hundred. Oh my God. 
And we didn't do uh, communal tips. So if you got handed a hundred bucks, you kept a hundred bucks. Oh, that's a nice side job. Uh, but that was like game day, uh, regular, you know, you get as a valet, like any service industry job, you can get stiffed on a tip because we didn't do communal tips. It also was like luck of the draw. You're, valet partner that day could walk away with, you know, $200, $300 and you could have 40 and you alternated. So it wasn't a matter of like, always tip everyone. Yeah. Um, other than that, other than those though, most of my work has been theater related and, uh, I've been really lucky in once I started, once I got going, it was, uh, I somehow was able to line up gigs with very short transition periods. Most of the time it was enough for me to drive from one to the other. Uh, sometimes with a little more leisure than others. Uh, last year I drove from Southern Florida to Southern California in two days. Whoa. That's but, uh, a heck of a trip. I mean, that's four? Yes. Yes, that's across the entire country, Dion. That's one end to the other. Uh, here, I will do, since we have this wonderful thing, and uh, one of my <laughs> friend's favorite phrases is, it, I bet that's Googleable. <laughs> here. We are not sponsored by Google. No. Wait, I'm just going to do a while, quick while you were While you were looking that up, I would just like to point out that of four of us, all theater people, only one has actually had a food service job. And that well, was at a really I, young age. I had a food service job, but not after, like I had a food service job my first year in college. Okay. I worked I've only at done, Robin. I've only ever done concessions and like a little bit of like, uh, we would do the food prep for the development section so whenever we had donors we would put out like cheese and stuff like that but I have never legitimately done a food service job because I've been trying so hard to stay in the theater world so when people say working in theater oh that means you're going to be a waiter no ladies and gentlemen we can prove that that is not true it's interesting and the same I've I mean, never worked are... in a restaurant or anything like that but I have worked like in the kitchen at the camps. I've worked concessions. I've done, I do a lot of like really for life that we do like a big barbecue. I've worked like food and stuff for that. I've done snow coating, cotton candy at events. Like I've done that stuff, but I've, I've never worked a food industry job. Now food industry is really common though. Like especially among a lot of my uh, performer friends, cause it does yes. give them a little more flexibility, especially yeah. if they happen to work for catering or something. It is but, the most flexible. Yes. Uh, so from where I was in Florida to where I was going in California was 2,963 miles, or I converted I it to I want to make a run joke. 4,768.5 kilometers. That is pretty far. Yep. Wow. Yes. Actually very far. In two days. In two days. Did You didn't sleep, did you? Uh, I did take a little, uh, so I slept in my car, uh, car somewhere nap. at a uh, truck stop. I want to say I slept somewhere in Texas. 
Halfway, basically. Okay, I mean, can we really be surprised? He is a coffee addict. Coffee addict. And you did this it by was, yourself? It was a track. Yeah, I did. I used to do that all by myself. Luckily, now um, I do have generally when we're not in COVID, uh, slightly longer and recurring contracts. So I am not putting nearly as many miles on my poor car uh, or on my poor body. Because let me tell you, sitting in a car for three days in a row, driving at least 12 hours is a lot. And I used to take a break between the, the drive from Jersey to Philadelphia. That's only 100 miles. How See, for me, I'm just like... I don't anymore, but when I first started well, driving it. I also will say that growing up in the Midwest, where everything is already further away, like we would take a day trip to three and a half hours down the road to go to like a bigger city, I say in quotes, and then drive back that night. To me, that's like taking a trip from like where I live to Hershey Park. So wait. I can't even imagine. We can open a restaurant here. Just hear me out. We've got our teachers, our teacher who can teach people how to waiter we've got our musical person and director who can put on musical shows like a eat dine thing and then we've got Robert who can just like produce everything and do voiceovers and do the pickups and drive and obviously I'll make the food because it sounds more like a pub I feel like I we're was gonna say are we doing like yeah are we doing like a dinner theater meet like Central Park where there's performance and coffee and food and <laughs> All of these things put together. And also throwing into the mix because we're talking about this. I actually at one point wanted to be a professional chef and was going to be going to culinary school. So you have help in the kitchen there too. You are not alone. I took um, culinary school at school, basically. Consumer studies is what we call it. And I... You are not alone. I was going to do you are not alone. <laughs> Ding number eight. Two more. Ding number nine as well. I said eight and nine. Oh, I missed it. My phone is dark. Sorry. Robert just said cat and looked down. Oh, sneaky. Now, now are we doing a cat plug right now? No, oh, we God, are not no. cat plug. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I mean, it's but, I mean, anyway, it sounds like we've... It's always that, like, weird, interesting, I don't want to say, like, path necessarily to theater, but just the things that, you know, we all do to keep and being able to pursue what it is that we want to do, which I think for all of us here happens to be theater. But for a lot of you out there, it can be, you know, whatever you're trying to work towards. And there's nothing wrong with doing another job, there's nothing wrong. I've had a lot of friends who ended up falling in love with what was initially their side hustle or their muggle oh, job yeah. and yeah. ended up doing that and they love it. There's nothing wrong with any of that. And especially, you know, COVID, I'm sure with a lot of you, if it's like me, um, you do start to look at that and kind of question those things because obviously this global pandemic shut down a lot of industries, not just theaters. Um, and it's hard to, you know, you have to be able to put money in your pocket to put food on the table and a roof over your head. 
Some but keep to, at it to keep on surviving. I mean, that's in no way possible. But you have to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. And there is no shame at all in having to work five jobs or having to work in an industry that is not your ideal industry before you make it. But there's yeah. also no judgment or um, you shouldn't feel guilty for doing nope. your jobs trying to support yourself and your family. Because nope, and they can actually help you with the job you'd like to work in the end. Yeah, you yeah. might find out that you do something that you love and you want to do more of it. Maybe you make some crafts and start an Etsy shop and realize, oh, this is really fun and I love it. And let me start doing a little more of this so that I have some disposable income because then it takes the stress off constantly worrying about what you're going to do for your next rent payment while you're also trying to do your job. Especially as freelancers, I think it's good to have um, a side hustle um, to keep you afloat, especially when you're not working. And in the end, I mean, just don't give up. Keep on going until you leave your dream job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with that, everyone, um, if you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to hear more, please make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. Also, uh, please follow us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. And if you want to suggest a topic, if you have any comments, really, if you just want to send us a random message, either Facebook, Instagram, or our Gmail at coffeeaftercovid at gmail.com. Again, that is coffeeaftercovid at gmail.com. And in addition, uh, so next week, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're actually, or not next week, our next episode, which will come out on Labor Day. So for Labor Day, uh, we're going to be talking about, I guess, theater? Like our jobs? Stage management and the difference between the different types of genres that we have. We'll get into a little more of that because some of us, even though we're all stage managers, we do diff different things and different types of stage management. And some of us are more specialized in certain departments and amongst us four, we have covered all the genres, just like we've covered coffee addicts in the world and bring together some love and passion and but yeah so we're just gonna um we're gonna talk about stage management a little it's not going to be like a uh, a teaching seminar that is not what this is but just kind of talking about what we do and talking about the thing that we all miss so much right now in this time when there's not a lot of stage management to do. And besides we just virtual. Kind of miss, besides virtual, those of you, if anyone is listening that has a virtual stage management job, you know, like, good for you. That is amazing that you were able to find a way to work during all of this. Like, bravi. But that is all coming up on next episode. Yeah. Next and episode. very so, fitting uh, for year of the stage manager. You get to learn a little bit about us and what we do. And the differences between it for Labor yes. Day. So, so uh, check in our Instagram, our Facebook for updates about that episode. And it's coffee after COVID on all platforms. Literally, coffee after COVID. Because thank you all. We're drinking coffee. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. See.